As I said earlier, Paul Cameron from SU is here to speak to us this morning, so with that, I'll just hand over to Paul. Good morning, everyone. begin with, I'm hoping that the PowerPoint is working. I'm just looking for a nod at the back. No, there's nothing happening. I'll tell you what, I'll speak from here. Would that be better? Um, you don't want me to start again, do you? All right. Uh, it's great to be here, and um, I'm hoping that, uh, that, that we can think together this morning a little bit about one little Bible verse. And here it is. I'd like us to read it together, shall we? The Lord is good. His love and faithfulness will last forever. And it comes from Psalm 100, verse 5. Now, what I'd like you to do is to join join in with me this way. The Lord is good. His love and faithfulness will last forever. That's faithfulness, solid as a rock. Let's try it again. The Lord is good. His love and faithfulness will last forever. One last time, the Lord is good. His love and faithfulness will last forever. We're going to come back to that a few times, and when we do, I'd love you to join in just like that. Looking for a gentleman, a boy volunteer, somebody who wasn't Ruth, well, obviously, uh, Boaz, or Naomi in the drama. I'm looking for other volunteers for the moment. I'm looking for a boy, and you, your hand was first, and I'd like you to come and, and join me up at the front for a moment. And uh, you're going to be Obed this morning. And what I'd like you to do, Obed, is just to go and sit over in that chair over there for a moment. I'm going to give you a photograph album to flick through. And we're going to pretend that Obed is looking through some old photographs and finding out from his granny, whom we're going to meet in a moment, his granny Naomi, just talking to her about her story and about the things that happened in his family long ago. And we've been thinking about this story already, but we're going to think a little bit more about it. I wonder if you ever do that. I wonder if you've got old photographs at home that you sometimes look through that show you what your mum and dad looked like when they were your age. Or maybe that show you your granny or your granda in days long ago. That's one of the things that we can do to find out about our family and the things that the people who, who were in our family and the things that happened to them before we were born. Here's a couple of photographs, for instance. Here's one from my family album at home. There it is. Can you guess which one of those is me? Anybody like to guess where I am in that photograph? Which one would you... That's my daddy, you're right. Some people say I look like him, the one with the glasses. That's my daddy. What do you think? I don't know. That's, uh, his name was Nat, short for Nathaniel. And that's my mum, whose name is Ivy. And there, side by side, is my brother David and me, the handsome one. Why did you not guess that straight away? That's, that's me in that photograph. And that photograph was taken in 1954. Uh, no, 1956 a long, long time ago. I've got three children who sometimes look at those old photographs and I get to tell them what life was like when I was growing up about my mum and dad and how I would never have dared to say no to them the way my children say to me. 
That's what I tell them anyway. And I tell them about the toys I played with when there weren't any computers or where there, where there weren't any video games or playstations or, any, or mobile phones or anything like that. And uh, I tell them about what life was like when I was growing up. Here's another photograph from my photograph album. And this one was taken in 1929, and I assure you that was before I was born. And my mum's in that photograph, and uh, this is a photograph of my mum when she was two. Can you see the one that's the tallest there, standing up highest? That's my mum. The same person that we saw in the photograph earlier. And sometimes I talk to her about what life was like when she was growing up. And she tells me about what life was like in the Second World War, for instance, and how she had to leave home and move away from Belfast and live in Armagh for about 18 months with, with other people because it wasn't safe to stay in Belfast. So I wonder if you ever talk to the people in your family and find out their story. You see today on Valentine's Day, if your mum and dad are at home with you, here's a couple of questions to ask. Ask them, how did your mum and dad first meet each other? What did they think of each other when they first met? And how did your dad propose to your mum? Find out a wee bit about the story of the people you live with and things that happened to them long ago. So I want us to pretend today that Obed is finding out the story of his family. There's a very famous program on television. It's on far too late for some of you to see it. There's a program called Who Do You Think You Are? And very famous people um, try and find out as much as they can about their families in the past. And sometimes they trace what's called their family tree. Now, a family tree is not a plant that grows in a garden. It's a little diagram that shows you how the different people in, in families are connected to each other. For instance, here's my family tree. Can you see my name, Paul, over there? Can you see that? And uh, beside that is my wife's name. She's, she's called Marie. And then underneath that are my three children, Lauren, Andrew, and Peter. And if you go right up to the top, Nat and Margaret are my granny and granda. And they had a son called Nat who married someone called Ivy, and that's my mum and dad. And they had four children, Paul, that's me, and my brother David, my sister Janice, and my other brother Nigel. And then, as I've said, there are my children there. So that's my family tree, a little diagram that shows the people in my family and how they're all connected to each other. We're going to hear the story this morning. We're going to think very briefly about the story of Obed's family tree. So, first of all, we're going to meet Obed's granny and granda. And uh, their names, as we discovered, are Elimelech and Naomi. So I'm looking for the person who played Naomi in the drama to come and help me again, if she doesn't mind. And I'm looking for another boy who didn't take part to come and be Elimelech. Brilliant. There we go. So this is Naomi. And this is Elimelech. And uh, they lived in Bethlehem with two boys. And so I'm looking for two more boys who didn't take part in the drama. Very good. Excellent. And let's have one either side. All right. So this is Malon. No, it's not. It's Chilion. What strange names they had. And this is Malon. So... I imagine the first photograph, if they had photographs in those days, which of course they didn't, I imagine the first photograph that Obed would see in his family album would be this one. His granny, uh, Naomi, and her husband, Elimelech, and their two boys, Malon and Chilion. So that's, that's a photograph from, from long ago, let's imagine. They lived in Bethlehem, and times were hard in Bethlehem. There wasn't much food around, and Elimelech decided that they would have to move to another country far away, in order to get something to eat. So off they went 
right over to see where those chairs are. Uh, and uh, that's the way to Moab there. Sadly, in Moab, Elimelech died. So, Elimelech, that's your job done, I'm afraid. You can go and take your seat again. And uh, that left Naomi with her two sons, Malon and Chilion. But good news, they met two lovely young ladies. And I'd like the person who played Ruth to volunteer, along with another girl who didn't take part in the army. That's brilliant. Up you come. You're, you're Ruth? No. Yes, you are. Of course you are. Now, you go and stand beside, you go and stand beside Malon for me. Okay, Naomi in the middle. All right, Naomi in the middle. And Ruth stand beside Malon. And uh, your name is Orpa. And you stand beside Chileon. So here's the next photograph now in uh, Obed's family album, Let's Pretend. There's Naomi, that's Granny Naomi, with her two sons, Malon and Chilion, and their wives, Ruth and Orpah. Sad to say, very soon after that, uh, both Malon and Chilion died. So I'm sorry to say that's your part in the story done too. Well done. So now all we have left is Naomi and her two daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah. Well, Naomi hears that there's food again in Bethlehem, and she decides to go back, and she says to Orpah and Ruth, there's no need for you to come back with me. This is your country here. You belong to Moab. You stay here, and I'll go back to Bethlehem, to the people I know, and, uh, and to the, the place where I was, was born and grown up. And Orpah decided to stay behind. So, Orpah, you haven't died, but this is your part in the story done now too. Thank you. But Ruth said to Naomi, Naomi, there's no way that I'm going to let you go back on your own. I'm coming with you. Wherever you go, I'll go. Wherever you live, I'll live. And Naomi, what's more, the God that you believe in, the God that you love and serve, I want to love and serve him too. I want to be part of his family from now on, just as you are. So I'm coming back with you. So back they came to Bethlehem, both of them. And uh, when everybody saw it, they said, Naomi. It's been ever so long. It's great to see you back. How are you doing? We've missed you. But Naomi said, don't call me Naomi anymore. I want you to call me Mara from now on. Because Mara means bitter. And I think Naomi was thinking of the bitter tears that she had cried when her husband died. She was thinking of the bitter tears that she would cried whenever her two sons had died. So Naomi actually had begun to think that life was very hard. And actually she began to think that God had forgotten all about her, that God didn't care about her anymore. Things had been so tough, things had been so sad for her. Boys and girls, being part of God's family doesn't mean that everything will be great. even, Even those who love God and trust him and follow him, Christians sometimes have to go through hard times. Sad things happen. Tough things happen. And you know, that's a very good time to remember what our Bible verse says. Can you remember what it is? Let's see if you can remember. Say it with me. The Lord is good. His love and faithfulness will last forever. For Naomi, she thought God had forgotten about her. She thought God didn't care about her anymore. But he hadn't. He did. And boys and girls, men and women, God wants us in tough times to remember and really believe in our hearts that God is good. 
that he is with us, that he will keep his promise to take care of us and look after us. And there's a little verse in the Bible that says that God is always working for the good of those who love him. Tough things happen, but God is good. His love and faithfulness will last forever. He wants us to learn to trust him. And as we learn to trust him, I believe we'll discover just how good he is and how good it is to be part of his family. It was tough for Naomi, and sometimes it's tough for us. But those are the times when we can really trust God and discover for ourselves his goodness in our lives. Well, they got back to Bethlehem, and uh, Ruth said to Naomi, Ruth, uh, Naomi, I'm going to go and uh, see what I can do to get some food for us to eat. And uh, we'll let Naomi sit down over there for a moment. And uh, as we saw earlier, Ruth went into the barley fields and she began to pick up some of the barley that the workers had left behind. And then the owner of the field, Boaz. Let's flick the, flick the slides on. Oh, no, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Well done. You're following it perfectly. When the owner, owner of the field came in, he said to his workers, who's that young lady over there working our fields today? And they said, well, that's Ruth. She came back with Naomi from Moab, and she's been working ever so hard to get uh, uh, barley to make bread for herself and her mother-in-law. Well, Boaz sent for Ruth. He said to her, you're very welcome in my field. I'm going to tell my men to take good care of you. If you're thirsty, you can come and drink some of our water, and at lunchtime, you can share some of our lunch. Well, Ruth was amazed, and she said, why are you being so kind to me when you don't even know me? And uh, Boaz said to Ruth, well, I've heard about how kind you were to your mother-in-law, how you wouldn't leave her, and how you're out now working hard for her uh, to be able to give her uh, enough to eat. And Ruth, God will reward you, the God that you've come to believe in now, the God that you've started to follow and serve. He will reward you for the kindness that you have shown. Because nothing pleases him more than when we're kind to others. And Ruth, you just wait and see. I know it's tough for you at the minute, but you can trust God to take care of you just like a mother hen takes care of her chicks and gathers them under her wings when times are tough. Ruth, you can be sure God will look after you and God will take care of you. So Ruth went off to work in the fields and Boaz got some of his men and he said, now look, I want you to drop lots and lots of grain on purpose so that Ruth will be able to go home with lots and lots in her basket today. And when Ruth got home, Naomi couldn't believe how much she'd gathered. And I think then she began to realize that God hadn't forgotten her. God was with her. God was looking after her through the kindness of Boaz. So this is a story of sadness to begin with, but it's also a story of kindness. And uh, the one thing that Ruth noticed when she came back from Moab to Israel, the one thing she noticed was how kind people were to her. And uh, she was told that that's because God wants his people to be kind to each other and to love each other. And that helped Naomi to see how good God was again. Um, What's our Bible verse say again? The Lord is good His love and faithfulness last forever. And if we belong to Jesus, if this God is our God, he wants us more than anything to be kind to others the way the people in this story were kind to each other, to help out at home the way Ruth did for Naomi. 
to welcome people who are strangers, who come to your CE or come to your school class for the first time, to make them welcome and to be a good friend to them. To share what we have with others, just as Boaz shared deliberately what he had with Ruth, that's what really pleases God. And that's what helps others around us to know how good God is and to know how good it is to be part of his family. So God wants us to trust him when things are hard. He wants us to show his love and goodness to others so that they too can see how good God is. Well, I haven't time to tell you the rest of the story. You acted it out extremely well. And you know that in time, Ruth and Boaz got married. I wonder if I could persuade them to link arms. And that's brilliant. I think that deserves a round of applause. And they, they, they got married. Brilliant. And that was good news for Naomi because that meant she had a son-in-law again to look after her. And in time, they had a son whose name was Obed. Obed, would you like to come and join in here? So here's, a, here's the most up-to-date photograph in the album. Here's Obed with his dad, Boaz, and his mum, Ruth. And do you think Naomi's sad? Let's have Naomi join in as well. Do you think Naomi's sad anymore? Of course not. As she looks back, she now knows that God didn't leave her. God didn't abandon her. He was taking care of her, looking after her, working things out for her good all the time. And uh, she's lots and lots to be glad about. So in the end, this is a story that started off as a story of sadness, but it became a story of gladness. And all because of God's goodness. God was there looking after his people all the time. But you know, this isn't just a story for Naomi to be glad about. It's a story for us to be glad about as well. Because as we were reminded, uh, later on, Obed grew up. He He married a wife and had some children. One of his children was called Jesse. Jesse grew up, and he had lots of boys in particular... And uh, one of his boys was called David, who became king of Israel. Do you remember the David who fought Goliath, the David who was a shepherd boy? Well, that was Obed's grandson. And even more than that, many, 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 many years later, someone very special indeed was born into King David's family. Who was that? Many, many, many years later, it was Jesus. Jesus was part of this family. And the great thing about Jesus is, is that it's because of him that we can be part of God's family too. Because Jesus took the blame for the things that get in the way. The things that keep us from being God's friends and from living with him in heaven. Because of what Jesus came to do, we can be part of God's family. And we can discover how good he is for ourselves. As we learn to trust him, and as we learn to show his goodness and love, to others. We'll, we can discover for ourselves how good it is to have a heavenly Father who's with us and who takes care of us each day. But we have to make the choice that Ruth made. Ruth made up her mind that the God that Naomi had told her about, she was going to follow him and be part of his family just as Naomi was. I wonder if you can think about the people who've taught you about God. It might be the people in your family might be your CE leaders. Wouldn't it be great if today you could say to them, your God, the God you've taught me about, he's going to be my God. I'm going to follow him just as you do. I'm going to be part of his family just as you are. That's what Ruth decided to do. And she discovered 
that God did take care of her. She discovered how good it was to have others around her who loved her and looked after her. And I believe if you choose to follow Jesus and be part of God's family, you'll discover for yourself how true our Bible verse is. Can we say it one last time? The Lord is good. His love and faithfulness will last forever. Thank you. Let's give all our helpers a big round of applause. Well done. Just like, like to thank Paul very much for coming along and speaking to us. It was absolutely great. Thank you very much.